Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're about to enter the world of Michael Zavala. Okay, yeah. Now's your chance to turn back. Hello. You're listening to MZ. Michael Zavala. MZ. This is MZ Now. MZ. So I was just thinking about the Hulk this morning, and I was thinking about, first off, why is he green? Like, if he gets angry and turns into the Hulk, shouldn't he be red? Well, like, if you're going to make a superhero that turns green, it should be like uh, he's envious. Like, his neighbor comes home with a new car. He's like, check out this new uh, Tesla I got. And he's like, oh, that looks really nice. And then his clothes start ripping off his body and he just gets super envious and then he smashes what he actually wants so nobody has it <laughs> I feel like Stan Lee was sleeping on this I think there's going to be a way better origin story than whatever he came up with well I'm not Je- like jealous man really yeah. knowledge well I'm not really knowledgeable about the video or video game uh, comic book world but uh-huh. I believe there is a red hulk character and uh, like there's they call green hulk green hulk and there's red hulk so somebody else can correct me on that but i'm pretty sure that exists there is a red hulk but i think i was reading eric's comment sorry (laughs) (laughs) eric distracted me (laughs) uh but red hulk would have been you know if he gets angry and becomes the hulk that would make sense green hulk should be envy hulk that's what i think I think Marvel should redo the whole thing because I think that Stan Lee, as he's making some of these, let's be honest, Stan Lee did phone it in sometimes and just kind of like <laughs> he looking around the room. Uh, let's go to glass man, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I think the green is kind of appealing. urethane man. Yeah. But, but what I'm the saying red, is the red is keep, silver keep Hulk. Well, I'm saying keep Hulk the same, keep him green, but the trigger is not him being angry. The trigger is him being envious, and then he smashes. It makes more sense. Hulk smash oh, the thing that he wants so that nobody has it. Oh, so okay. he's like, hey, I'm dating this super hot uh, model. He goes, ah, and he goes, turns into the Hulk, and he smashes the model, and then nobody has it. Hulk smash. Done. Yeah. Hey, I bought this brand new, really nice house. Hulk smash. Nobody's got the house now. Way better. <laughs> I smell a Marvel- reboot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, we lost another legend. <laughs> I feel like we start the show off at least the past two weeks. You know, we lost Quibi uh, last week, and this week we we lost a real legend. Oh, am I on, yes. not on camera? What happened to my camera? I don't know. Uh, oh, we, no. we, we thought you were hiding. Yeah, we yeah. Thought, oh, what happened? Oh, no, there I am. <laughs> and just to re- just, uh, Quibi was, is not a legend. It just went away. It was legendarily <laughs> quickly bankrupt. There was this article that I read this week. It was talking about, you know, how it's a 
the headline was basically like Quibi fans are so uh, angry and you know are <laughs> oh, yeah. dismayed that Quibi, you know, heartbroken that Quibi is uh, you know leaving. And it was like a IT guy in Austin. That was the only guy they could find. Yeah. <laughs> the only subscriber left. And it was it was it was just him. They didn't interview multiple people. It was right. just this random IT guy in Austin who's probably watching it in between calls, help desk calls. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. But we lost uh Sean Connery and we have a, you know, a, a huge James Bond fan here on the on the show, uh Clark. And was he your favorite Mon or was he not? I, I remember I asked you in the group chat the other day and I kind of uh, ignored it. He actually he he actually isn't my favorite Bond. Oh. Is he Bond number Bond 2? Is, no, he's Bond number he's he's the Okay, so he's not the first person to play Bond uh in in the role, but he's the first like person on the big screen to play him. Oh. So they did they Oh, was made, it a TV made, show beforehand or something or it was a made-for-TV movie. Oh, okay. Like in the fifties, and then then um, he he did Doctor No, and he did he did six movies, seven if you count Never Say Never Again, which I don't. But that's a that's a different that's a different story for a different time. But um, no, this uh, this guy actually had a pretty interesting interesting life. Oh, by the way, Timothy Dalton would be my favorite Bond. And, and which he one was he? He was the one who was He was the one. He was in Living Daylights and uh, uh, God, License to Kill. So he was Bond before Pierce Brosnan. Okay, that was Timothy Dalton. So here, just I got a few fun facts about Sean Connery that I've written down for us. All right. So he joined the Navy at the age of sixteen. And he was discharged due to having ulcers, which is like apparently a it's heredit it's he it's hereditary in his uh, family. He began bodybuilding at the age of eighteen, at uh, which he would ple- he would place third in a Mister Universe competition. And around that time, that's when he kind of got into stage acting. And but also at the same time, he was playing soccer. So at one point he was play, he played for a, a club called Bonnie Rig Rose, which is some lower level Scottish some lower level Scottish team. And at one point he was actually offered a contract to play for Man U for twenty five pounds a week. Are you uh, Irish or Scottish? I can't remember. I'm Scottish. So I you like have like Scottish. this you have this kind of connection with Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's it'd that's be like why if George I, Lopez died. And I would be like, yeah. oh my gosh, George a, Logan. He has a yeah. he has a bond with him. Oh. oh, oh. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, it's like a cultural okay, bond. Who, who's, <laughs> who's, who, who could you think that would be the, we most, have a bond. Famous, a the bond. most famous Scottish person in the world? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure Lucky Charms guy, or he's Irish. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's, it's it's Sean Connery because oh. that's that like it, 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 it What is, about that guy that always... Russell Crowe, isn't he Scottish or is he Australian? He's Australian. Uh, he's Australian. Oh, hey, maybe you're See, right. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's like there's other people that they could be Scottish. You wouldn't know it. But what like, about the guy who plays the Young most... Professor X? And on the See, the split. thing is, you're starting these off with the guy who played. You're not saying right. their name. But when right. I say Sean Connery, you know who the hell that is. James McAvoy or whatever. Yeah. You, yeah. you definitely know that he's Scottish. Like he's right. He's Actually, like I thought Scotland. he was British. <laughs> well, that's. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just stop there. Uh, so, also, when he was living in Edinburgh uh, sometime in his 20s, uh, there's legend has it that he got he was jumped by six gang members of, I forget what the name of the, the gang is, but it was the most violent gang of Edinburgh in the 50s. He fought off all six of his attackers. Oh, wow. And that became, that became like a local legend in his neighborhood. Uh, about like how he was just a guy that you didn't screw with. Um, so he probably his first big role as an actor uh, was in a 1959 Disney movie called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Oh, wow. and this is a movie that that's a movie about uh, it's an it, it's it takes place in Ireland and it has to do with a bunch of. I don't Irish see this on Disney Wars. Plus yet. I'd expect, a, I, I'd expect a giant tile screen before you start the the. Uh, thing saying this is a uh, little people we don't say that anymore blah 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 you know that whole thing well the little people oh, are disclaimer. Mm-hmm. oh even even worse yeah <laughs> I, I saw that movie. Uh, even more insensitive like, i saw that movie in college around the first time i tried cannabis and it freaked me the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> awesome um so that would have been in 1959 and around that same time that's when uh, Harry Saltzman and brought and and Cubby Broccoli bought the rights to start producing the James Bond films. Uh, it was actually Dana Broccoli, Cubby's wife, that said, "Hey, between you, it was it was it was it was a basically four people that they had in mind: Cary Grant, uh, Rex Harrison, some unknown British guy, and then Sean Connery." Ian Fleming didn't want Sean Connery to play the play him because he thought Sean Connery was an overgrown stuntman. Yeah, and he wanted someone to be like uh, his his literal uh, Bond. That's that's the thing is if you've ever if you already if you ever read a James Bond book, it's hard to picture Sean Connery as the guy that's in the book. It, it, it's he's got like a different kind of persona. Well, uh, Sean Connery brought, brought like a certain level of elegance and, but yet like kind of like a physical presence to the whole role. And that's yeah. why like he could, he could be considered like the world's first action star. Um, so he would start, like I said, he would star in six Bond movies. And then probably after about the third or fourth one, he was like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of doing this. I'll do a few more and then I'll, I'll get out. Um, but like basically you're talking about getting in the 70s where most of his roles were very very minor or it'd be he'd be in a, a very supportive role yeah. or a part of some sort of like big ensemble cast which was like the longest or the a bridge too far which was a world war ii movie uh you probably could say like uh, he wouldn't get his next big role until 1987's the untouchables for which he won an academy award for playing jimmy malone uh, so he was uh, once again. He, it was funny because he's a Scotsman playing an Irish cop, but he pretty much has a Scottish accent. But that—that's a movie that wasn't really big on uh, uh, historical <laughs> um, authenticity, accuracy. Yeah, it was like that movie uh, with uh, uh, Jamie Fox, and they were supposed to be in Louisiana, and nobody had a Louisiana accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, what oh, was it? No, Power, yeah, power yeah. this or something. Yeah. Like something. So other roles uh, that he would later play, you know him as uh, Henry Jones Senior. So Indiana Jones' dad in Last Crusade, oh, which, right. which 
which is funny because he's only like 10 years older than Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's in his 80s? I guess so, huh? I'm, I think Harrison Ford is 80 because Sean Connery was 90 when he died. Isn't that crazy, I mean, though? I'm, like, I saw that I saw his age uh, pop up and I thought to myself, wow, he was 90. But at the same time, I also thought, wow, he was only 90 because he's one of those yeah. guys that was old since yeah. for as long as I can remember. And then like, you, see, you think he's 100. Yeah. And then yeah, you real, see him. And you're like, he was only 90, but then at the same time, you think he should be 110. Right. Yeah, like Wolfram Brimley turned, turned 30, and then the next year, he turned 65. Right. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> uh, so also, uh, probably one of my more fam- favorite roles of his would be Captain Marco Ramius in The Hunt for October. Yeah. Again, a movie where he's playing a Lithuanian, but he's has an obvious Scottish accent, but who cares? Uh, and then one of my other favorite movies, uh, John Mason in The Rock, which is kind of funny because basically he played a a James Bond character uh, again, but one that would have gotten caught doing and doing whatever espionage and was jailed for 30 years. And he pretty much retired from acting after 2003's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I never saw because I never awful. saw it either. And yet it's I, played on TV every day, I feel like and I've never had. Any interest in watching it? I think I saw right. it, but it wasn't memorable. Yeah. Um, and so, and then he has one video game credit, which is funny because it's as James Bond in the video game remake of From Rush with Love. So, uh, hmm. Godspeed, Mr. Connery. Wow. You're 90 years old and pretty much the first, like I said, first action star and most famous Scottish person. Oh, yeah. And he was knighted in the year 2000. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that. He was a knight. He was a sir. Yeah, he was a sir. Did not know that. Another one gone too young. (laughs) Yeah, that was your reaction in the group chat. So (laughs) young. (laughs) (laughs) So today is election day. And uh, first off, I didn't realize, and maybe I'm wrong on this and you guys can correct me, but I don't remember early voting being like uh, the entire fourth quarter of the year. (laughs) has it always been like that or i just remember it being like a month before maybe a couple of days in case you couldn't make these this election day here's a couple other days four weeks earlier that you could try no they did they they actually extended the amount of days um because of the coronavirus just to oh okay yeah that's why for this okay so i was gonna say like why they even call at least here in in texas why wouldn't they just say voting starts beginning of october and goes to, and then you have until exactly. November 3rd or whatever. And they really shouldn't call it election day because we really don't even know who's going to be president until the next day, sometimes later. So yeah. why don't they just call it last call day? Like, that's it. You've had well, this entire month, yeah. and then we'll tally up the last votes. Last call day. Last call. Now, they said it, it might take longer this year just because they have, also have to count the mail-in votes as well. I think that's a lot so. of BS. I, I know people were voting like, you know, Weeks ago, months ago, people were voting. So I saw those stickers on Instagram two months ago in the middle of summer. Oh, no, there's early. So there's early. Voting. I know. I'm just, yeah, I was all- I'm just being ridiculous. No, <laughs> but I mean, how, the mill doesn't take that long to get there. It's a couple of days. You've got the votes already. Unless you're mailing it in, you know, today. Yeah, there's way more people mailing them in this year than normal. I'm just ready for the, hey, you got to get out and go vote uh, commercials. 
to be yeah, over with. The end of that. I want the mailers to be over with. I got like five mailers. Yeah, I, I just want to be able to go on like social media without being harassed by the platform reminding me yeah. to be registered to vote or to vote. I know you can't. You can't I, get away I know from this. that, man. Yeah, just, I like to be able to turn it no on and to. tell them how I what I'm thinking. Uber Ask me the questions me you to, used to ask. Yeah, Uber tried to get me to register to vote last night. I was like, I already voted. <laughs> yeah, what is <laughs> that? The they should. Yeah, they should know who voted or who's registered to vote. Number one, and who already voted. Like, quit yeah. sending me stuff and quit. No, I don't want. I, I'm registered and I already voted. So stop. I'm tired of all this hate. You know, everyone's giving Jim Carrey about his Biden impression. He's nailing the Biden voice. He's nailing. I mean, yeah, he's oh, yeah. got Jim Carrey impressions he throws in here and there, like his Jim Carrey esque things. But at the end of the day, he does the best Biden I've ever seen. They were talking about how uh, uh, Woody Harrelson was the best Biden. And Woody Harrelson was just playing Woody Boyd. <laughs> That's all he was doing. <laughs> and uh, then they had, was it Jason uh, Sudeikis, I think, played Biden for a little bit. And he just plays. He, like a televangelist. It's not even Biden. No one's capturing Biden as he is. And Jim Carrey is capturing Biden as he is. And you don't like that, but that's, that, that is what it is. He's the best Biden. Get over it. Come on, man. That's a Biden. So, uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me, man. I, he's, he's a big part of that new uh, comedy store documentary. He is all over it, man. He is excellent in it. Oh, on Showtime? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I've been watching the show that uh, Eric told me about. Uh, the Comey Files or something like that. I think Eric's frozen. Eric, are you frozen? Dude, he looks... <laughs> he, looks <laughs> he looks like he's trying to understand what we're saying. He almost looks like his animal All right, character. What? <laughs> there he goes. We're going to take a break. It's election day. Cal Penn uh, is on, and uh, we'll get to him next. MZ Now. Yo, what's up? Jamie Kennedy and Mike Travallo will be right back. Online at MZNow.tv. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. MZ now. Call one mz live Did the number five. Call one mz live Did the number five. Hi, my name is Eric Starr. You may have heard of me from the world-renowned syndicated radio show called MZ Now, where Michael Zavala has deemed me the show germaphobe because of my overly excessive hygiene habits of washing my hands before every meal while eating out, carrying a to-go hand sanitizer on my hip, and pointing out the people that spit when they talk. Texas Governor Abbott announced Friday, May 1st, he will be allowing businesses such as malls, retail stores, libraries, 
libraries, museums, restaurants, and movie theaters to operate at a 25% capacity. So starting May 1st, I'll be throwing away all of my safety measurements and live my best life. YOLO, right? Forget the fact that Dallas, Texas has reached its highest confirmed cases on record within the same week. This is what you can do starting this weekend, according to Governor Abbott. Oh, Eric, I can't wait to see this movie. Hey, you want to get some popcorn? Yeah, let's go. Wait, wait, wait. I just saw the popcorn guy scoop out the popcorn with his bare hands. I don't even think he washed it. And is it May? Yes. It's May. It's okay. Hey, Eric, I just sneezed this book and put it right back on the bookshelf. Oh, wait, let me see that book. I'll put it up for you. Thank you. What a great pal. Thanks. High five, right? Who reads books anymore? Oh, Michael, I really want a piece of this. Bread looks delicious. But we have no silverware. How are we going to cut it? Don't worry, Eric. I'll break it apart with my bare hands. (sighs) Why didn't I think of that? And these are just a few things you could do this weekend to do your part to hashtag raise the curve. This is Eric Starr. And I'm Michael Zavala. And together, we're raising raising the curve. curve. Your grandmas live too long anyway. Eric Starr and Michael Zavala do not approve this message. Paid for by the Greg Abbott Opens Texas Too Soon Commission. We're reporting live from Lower Greenville, Dallas, Texas. You guys, my name is Brandon walker Roby. I'm f***ing out this bitch. Hoes, you f*** with me or not, all right? This is MZ Now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Allie and AJ, and you're listening to Michael Zavala. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MZ now. Hey, Cal, how are you? Hey, good. How you doing? Good. Hey, so while most of us were binging Tiger King during quarantine, you were making a TV show. Uh, to help break down political issues for younger people. What inspired you to put this all together? Uh, the fact that I finished Tiger King early. <laughs> uh, no, we... <laughs> you were a same-day um, binger. <laughs> this, this was this was a, a quarantine project. It was basically, look, I, I, um, I love the comedy of things like The Daily Show or Samantha Bee, but I also really like things that, uh, that aren't... Um, uh, satire, like like CBS Sunday Morning, right? Yeah. You turn off the TV after CBS Sunday Morning, like, you feel really good about the world. And I kind of thought, well, how come there's no show that lives in that comedy space that also makes you feel good when you turn off the TV? So we thought, um, let's see if we can sell a show that's uh, nonpartisan, that focuses on particular issues. Uh, still has a point of view, obviously. Nonpartisan doesn't mean that you don't have a point of view. It just means that your approach is not necessarily always reacting to the last 24 hours of what somebody said. Sure. Um, and so that resulted in our show where we have six episodes. Each one is about a particular topic. It's geared more towards uh, younger voters or first-time voters, um, people who want to learn about a, a particular issue. It, it's been a lot of fun so far. You do such a great job, like, you know, breaking everything down. There's a lot of moving pieces and segments on the show. How is it challenging to produce a show like this during COVID? Yeah, definitely. Look, we, we have an amazing team who comes from a bunch of different places. Our, uh, our studio that helps us with it does, uh, uh, Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live. So they're oh, very nice. used to like the very quick moving television. Yeah. Our showrunner, a guy named Stu, who comes from the Daily Show world. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty diverse cross section of everybody's experience. But in, on the one hand, I, you know, it's funny when we're, when you're not making a show that reacts 
to the 24-hour news cycle, um, I sort of thought, well, this is great because we can base it on really the facts of and the comedy of the issues that we're talking about and can ignore what just happened in the world. But then it turns out like, okay, but that requires a lot more research right, <laughs> because yeah. you want to make sure it's grounded. So we have a great research team. So there, there are definitely challenges. Like, you know, the, the COVID of it all for us has, has not been um, as big of a challenge because this is the type of a show that works well remotely anyway. Right. That they're, you know, you instead of sitting in a writer's room, you're sitting in front of a Zoom. Obviously, you know, you wish you could be there in person, but making sure you take all the precautions is, is good too. I think what you're doing is so great. You're a guy that actually walks the walk. You know, not only did you play a guy in the White House, which by the way, that's my mom's introduction to you. She only, she only knows, she doesn't know anything about Harold and Kumar. It's only designated survivor and she loves you. Um, oh, right on. Yeah. Tell her thank you. But you actually worked in the White House. Where did this passion for politics come from? Um, yeah, I, I have the chance. I took a sabbatical from acting for about two, little over two years and worked uh, worked in the public engagement office, uh, which is the, the outreach office, mostly on outreach to young people. Um, I don't know. You know, I grew up in a household that was less about politics and more about public service. So you sort of do your part when you can. You serve your country when you can. And in this case, um, I, I had volunteered for the then Obama campaign in 2007, a long time ago, when nobody thought this guy was going to win. Um, I just thought, hey, I, I, I like what this person is saying about no lobbyist money and things like that. So in my case, it was a similar story. I, I know people uh, people have heard about my story a little bit more just because I, I took a leave of absence from an acting job. Right. But people do this all the time. Democrats or Republicans, you know, they take leaves of absence from being doctors or professors or working in a factory and you serve your country in the way that you uh, that you can. And so that that's something that's, I think, really amazing about uh, the country that we live in is that, that 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 is an option for a lot of people. What do you say to somebody who has decided for whatever reason not to vote this election year? Um, yeah, I mean, I would I would ask them why they decided not to vote. Yeah. I think a lot of times we feel like we're powerless. And to me, that's no there's no bigger evidence to our power than that feeling, because people in positions of power and I, and I to be clear, this is both old school Democrats and old school Republicans, they benefit from us staying home yeah, because that means they get to keep their jobs. So this feeling that, Oh, nothing's going to change is sometimes exactly what they want you to feel. Right. Because if you showed up, they wouldn't have their jobs. So that's number one is like, you can actually make a huge difference. And then the second thing is it's not just about, you know, I, I get it. Maybe you don't love either of the two presidential candidates. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, it's just two guys in their seventies. Obviously that's true, but there's a whole series of down ticket, races in your state, in your local community. In a lot of places, people vote on who the judges are in their own towns. And that impacts things like social justice and a lot of the things that you're seeing in the news the last seven, eight years. So there's a lot. And those all of those races can come down to like four or five votes, which is the difference between whether you and your friends showed up. So never going to have a perfect candidate necessarily. But, you know, getting some of the things that we all want is certainly better than nobody getting anything that they want. Do you have friends who just call you up and ask you to explain things to them? I you I would be that friend. I would just call you. Hey, can you explain what's going on in this in this issue right it's here? It's funny. I uh, in some cases, yes, but I also do that with a lot of my friends. Like I yeah. have, you know, I uh, my my personal politics obviously are are uh, are more left of, of center. So I will frequently call friends of mine who are hardcore conservatives and say, Hey, can you explain this to me? Yeah. Not in terms of like the crazy tweet that somebody sent, <laughs> but in terms of actually the, 
the philosophy of do you like, for example, like healthcare, right? Right. Can you please explain to me why you feel like it is not the role of the richest country in the world to help people stay healthy. Right. And they'll explain it as best they can. I'm like, I want to know. I want to know. I'm not getting that from Twitter. I, I need you to explain it to me. Yeah. No, that's great. So your show reminds me a lot of Bill Nye, the science guy, which, by the way, it was great to see him in one of your episodes. Your show is so great. It's educational and entertaining. You're like Cal Penn, the political friend. You know, where was this show when I was growing up? I really need it. I need it now. Man, that, that, I, that is such a huge compliment. I can't even, I can't even thank you enough for it. The, the, this, um, this show is literally, we wanted to make the show that we wish we had growing up. Yeah. Where you can, you can laugh with your friends. Like, I want this to be the show that you can watch with your buddy who you disagree with. You right. can have a beer or two, still have a nice conversation. Um, or you can watch even with your little cousin who's like, okay, I'm turning 14. I can't vote, but I still sort of, I'm learning about the things that I care about and I'm worried about them. Um, but I want to do something. And it's not just the, the show doesn't just end with here's what you should worry about. Right. Uh, each of our episodes ends with here's what you can do in your own community if you actually care about this issue. Yeah. And that's what I love so thank about you. it. Yeah. That, no, that it's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, watch Cal Penn approves this message on Freeform on Tuesdays. And then if you miss it on Freeform, it's on Hulu the next day, correct? Yes. And go exactly. vote. Yeah. Go vote. Cal, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not planning to go hang out with anybody for the next week after seeing people's Snapchats and Instagram stories of their Halloween outings. The only mask I saw was, you know, whatever they were wearing for Halloween, which didn't cover their mouth. People were making out with each other, this and that. And some people are going to have a rough week this week with the election results and their test results. It's going to be very bad. (laughs) So last week, we had Julie outside of the studio and uh, there was so much stuff going on while we were doing the show that we couldn't really uh, explain what was happening. So we thought we'd do a a Julie recap so you knew what was going on behind the scenes. Because sometimes people listen to the show and we do do bits and play it off like it was real. Last week was 100% real. 100%. None of this stuff was planned. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had Julie on to do a wellness check because uh, you know we thought she would be gone, that COVID would have got her by now or something, <laughs> police or somebody. Uh, and uh, she was uh, amazingly still alive. And she said she wanted to come uh, to the studio when we were doing the show there. And we do every other week in studio. And so it's kind of a tongue in cheek thing. We weren't really expecting her to show up necessarily. It was just more of like, yeah, you can come. But the condition is you have to wear a hazmat suit. And that's more for our protection. And it makes for a good visual thing that we can put online or whatever. You know, it's just a, it's a good thing. But we also truly needed her to wear a hazmat suit because who knows what she's going to be mm-hmm. tracking into the studio. A week goes by. We do our weekly show meetings. Uh, Julie didn't even come up in our conversation you know, while we were planning the show because it wasn't something we were anticipating. Then the weekend shows up. Now, we haven't seen Spider since... March and you know you you haven't seen for the most part uh, your friends in forever you kind of get a little anxious and Spider's like I'm ready to get back in the studio I, you know cases are down uh, let's try it well at that time yeah. <laughs> growing every week <laughs> but 
Spider's like, I'm ready to kind of get back in the studio. And uh, I said, well, let's do it. Uh, he goes, but I don't want to go in studio if Julie's going to be there. And I said, that's a, that's, you know, that's a hundred percent understandable. You're just being smart. So we'll see what happens. And I, I said, I don't really expect her to, to remember that we talked about this even, you know, because she said to remind her and all that, which I wasn't going to. So I get a call late Saturday night. I'm in the middle of doing other things. I don't answer the phone. And apparently there was a voicemail. I didn't see it. Then Sunday morning, I get calls. And so I'm like, oh man, she remembers. But I'm also not going to remind her what time we do the show because we moved from the time we've been doing it for years and years and years to an earlier time now. And I didn't want to you know, remind her of that. And then she shows up at the later time. We're all gone. We're safe. Uh-huh. You know? but again, I, I truly didn't believe that she was going to show up because we were very serious. You need to have a hazmat suit. So we're all in studio. It's, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes past showtime. And I get a phone call and it's from Julie. She goes, I'm at the studio, her studio, the cheater studio, uh, and I can't find the hazmat suit. And I said, well, that sucks. I guess, uh, you know, maybe we'll try to figure out something for you to do, but you can't come in studio. She goes, well, I got an idea. She goes, I have this material in my trunk where I can make a hazmat suit. And I think it'd be very funny. I'd come in and Spider can, you know, because Spider wants to see me naked and this and that. And so I'll just be naked and, and he can trace out the hazmat suit and we can just duct tape it together <laughs> and uh, it'll be a fun bit. And I said, well, first off, that's a whole, that's a whole lot of stuff. We already have a full show plan, which you know, most times we don't have a full show plan. And so that would have been very, <laughs> a very useful bit. Um, but we, we had too much show last week. We got Michael Gross coming on. We just don't have time to be cutting up construction paper to build you a hazmat suit. And also, that kind of defeats the purpose because you're coming into the studio without a hazmat suit and you're already uh, contaminating stuff. Uh, and Spider doesn't want to get coronavirus. And uh, so I said, I don't know about that. I said, let me think about this. We're in the middle of a show. Uh, I'll try to call you back. And she goes, well, I'm already here. So uh, we do the first part of the show. We take a break. And then I go into the studio where all the other guys were. And I said, what are we going to do with Julie? We don't have any. We're, she's not coming in. That option's off the table. So what do we do? And uh, we did have, <laughs> we did have a, a segment we had on the schedule that had question marks. This is as far as we went. We never fully developed it. It was just Halloween guest, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and that's as far as it went. The idea was we were going to have some character call in. and uh, But we never fully fleshed that out. So it was going to be something we were just going to pass over. But I'm like, we technically do have this you know, segment on the schedule. We can probably make that work if Julie's down for it. We can just have her call in so we don't have to see her or, or, or interact with her and uh, it, you know, physically in person. And uh, maybe she can play the coronavirus since she's already kind of you know like that. And maybe <laughs> for Halloween, she's dressed up as uh, whatever the guy named Fauci. So I call her back on speakerphone in front of the guys, and I, I pitch the idea, and she goes, again, who's Fauci? <laughs> and I said, he's the guy spearheading this whole thing. He's the guy that's you know in charge of trying to use infectious disease uh, scientists or whatever. And I said, you know what? It's going to be in like 20 or 30 minutes. Google it and get your stuff ready. And then when we're, we're going to call you at the studio. We're going to call you now so you can be on hold listening to what we're saying. And then uh, we'll put you on when, when you're ready to go. But you have 20 minutes or so to figure out who you're, what you're going to do. But this is the bit. Your coronavirus dress is Dr. Fauci for Halloween. Got it? Because yes, I got it. And they start, ah, I said, well, I got to go. The break's already almost over. We got to come back. Whatever. So we come back. We do the show. We save it to the very end of the show. 
And meanwhile, as the show's going on, my phone, my cell phone is blowing up with text messages, which I can't read the, sh- the uh, text messages and do the show at the same time. It's just, I'm too ADD, so I'm not looking at the, the phone. I just know they're going off, but I have no idea what's going on. And Julie is on hold. She's, she can hear everything we can, uh, we're saying and understand where the show is. And then that way, when we uh, start setting up for her bit, she's ready to go. We uh, set it up. We pick up the call. And Julie is not in character. Julie is still Julie. <laughs> she's going a, off she's about ang- something. Yeah, angry Julie. Angry Julie, which is almost normal Julie. And uh, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, why is she not in character? This is something last time I talked to her 20 minutes ago, she was on board with. And now she has no clue what's going on. She's flustered. She's cussing up a storm. What is happening here? So anyway, uh, we end the show. I thought it worked perfectly, putting that little voice synthesizer on her, and then she's in the background. I thought it was hilarious. I, I listened to that part like 15 times last week. <laughs> it actually, it was probably funnier than the actual bit she would have done, so it was great. But uh, we finished the show, and uh, we all kind of go down there. You know, we close up the studio. We go down, and uh, Julie's in the parking lot with a strap-on uh, in her hand and just chasing people around. She chased me down the stairs what? with it. Yeah. I'm oh, not yeah, sure where that came that? in. No. Oh, wow. uh, Eric yeah. was smart. No. Eric got Eric went downstairs and went straight to his car and left. Mm. She went, hi, honey. And I was all like, hey, girl. And I walked to my car and left. <laughs> and then you're, skirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then I show up. Her attention gets on me. And so Jaime has time to leave now. And so he goes to his car and bails out. Mm-hmm. And now Julie uh, is obviously not wearing a mask. Um, At one point, she's wearing two different types of flip-flops. And then... <laughs> And then she's not wearing any flip flops. She's literally barefoot in the middle of this dirty parking lot. Uh, and so I'm trying to uh, salvage. So we took a couple of like seconds of video from the from inside the studio, and I thought we could make a little video uh, that we can post last week, where Julie's just like mad that we left her outside for two hours. She literally was sitting in her car for two hours. So I said, Julie, I'm going to put a camera up to your face. I need you to get in your car first off because she was over here wanting to touch and mm-hmm. talk and blah blah blah. I said, just get in your car. Roll down the window. And meanwhile, the whole time, I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, where's security? <laughs> we have yeah. security. Yeah, I don't know. Where, you know, there whenever we don't need Sunday, him, he was day. nowhere to be found. No idea where the guy went. Uh, and I put a camera up to her face and I say, you're talking to me. You're going to be angry at me, but I'm not here. Just talk to the camera. I said, this is reality TV. This is real. You're, you're familiar with reality TV. This is going to be real life. Cuss me out. Do whatever. Just but you're angry that uh, I left you outside for two hours. And she goes, uh, so the camera starts rolling and she goes, well, I was going to come up and I was going to go in and I was going to make this hazmat suit. And she starts showing the pieces of the hazmat suit she was making in her car, which wouldn't contain anything, by no, the way. not at all. And doing everything I told her not to do. Like, this has, I can't use this. What are we going to use this for? I said, we got it. We'll make something out of this, I guess. And she goes, well, uh, she goes, uh, I just feel so stupid. I feel so stupid because I figured out, by the way, she didn't really talk about this. She has like a Northern accent, um, but I can't do that because <laughs> I, I knew it. I figured what you guys were up to far too late. I said, what do you, what, up to, what, do, what do you mean what we're up to? Y'all have been trying to prank me this whole time. I can't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. I figured it out too late. I figured your game out. You think you're so smart, but I figured you out. And I said, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> She goes, the prank that you guys are trying to prank on me. I heard, you know, I was talking the whole time while I was on the phone. And uh, and I said, 
Well, I said, she was on hold? Julie, yeah. I said, uh. Julie, you were on hold. She goes, yeah, but, but you can still hear me, right? I said, no, Julie, you are on hold. How many times do you put somebody on hold? Can you hear them? I said, did you not hear us talking to Family Ties actor Michael Gross? Did you not hear us talking about rolling down a hill in the ghetto? This is all stuff that we were doing while you were yapping away. Right. How can we do that and listen to you at the same time? She goes, so you honestly could wait. So you couldn't hear me? No, Julie, you were on hold. And he goes, well, you guys were at least filming me, right? You saw me pee in the parking lot. Excuse me? What? You peed in the parking lot? She goes, yeah, I just had to pee in the parking lot. I was out here for so long. I said, you know that we're right next, we literally share a parking lot with Starbucks. I said, you know, there's a Starbucks right next door with a perfectly good bathroom. Yeah, yeah but I don't really like using their bathrooms, blah, blah, blah. I said, so you'd rather use a dirty parking lot where other homeless people have probably defecated themselves. Right. I said, you'd rather do that. Just yeah, but you guys, I thought it would be funny for the show. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it would be funny for the show that she would pee in the parking lot because she thought we were filming her the whole time. I said, Julie, what you don't understand is you were never a part of the schedule. Yeah, but I called you last night. I didn't get the call. (laughs) I said, so you were never a part of it. We told you to do a bit, right? Which was this, uh, uh, now I got Kami in my head or whatever his name is. James Kami or whatever. (laughs) Kami. But uh, Fauci. We told you this Fauci bit. Oh my God. You had plenty of time to prepare for it and you didn't do it. She goes, but I thought you were just pranking me. I thought this, I thought this was, you were just doing this whole charade. I'm like, what charade? We brought you on and you didn't do anything. You didn't perform. You had a performance anxiety. So you really weren't pranking me? <laughs> no, we weren't pranking. Why would we prank you? When will we ever prank you? When have we ever pranked you? We've never pranked you. You're not Jaime. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I thought you were filming me the whole time. I said, no one's even near windows. Well, yeah, you'll have the windows. I said, the only person near a window during the show is me, and my back is facing it, and I'm a good you know, 10 feet away from it. Wow. No one's filming you outside of that. We're in our own world. You literally heard us doing other things. So she was mad. <laughs> She, she was mad because she thought we were pranking her. And then she was mad. We found out she wasn't being pranked. <laughs> and she goes, I was listening very carefully because I thought you were telling me, like, giving me clues to what to do. <laughs> what? Could you, uh, imagine if we, could you imagine if we were on a TV show? She would be oh, that wow. person that was like, oh, I, she would just come up to the studio at random times and just be like, oh, I, I, I came up here because you were giving me clues to the TV signal of the coming and professing your love to me. Yeah. And I wanted to be there. So I, I have to get out of this. Everyone leaves. Oh, yeah. Everyone. I'm, o- I'm the only one in the parking lot with Julie. It's starting to rain. You distracted She's her. barefoot. We were able to and get out. Now I'm trying to just, I, I, the whole time I'm, I'm hitting myself because I'm like, why didn't I bring my backpack down with me? I could have just gone straight to my car and left. So finally, I get a break in the conversation. I was like, I really have to go. I get uh, into the studio. I walk, I, you know, I take the elevator, go back up to the studio, grab my backpack, close everything up, come down. Guess who's in the lobby? Oh, God. The security guy. <laughs> Where have you been the whole time? Yeah. We really could have used you two hours ago. <laughs> and he's over there eating lunch or whatever. Was nowhere to be found for two hours. And then, uh, so I leave thinking she's already gone. Nope. She's still in the parking lot, window down. It's raining, by the way. <laughs> Rain's coming in yeah. the window. And I just uh, wave, hey, all right, see you later. Get in the car and I drive off as quickly as possible. She's like, wait, so, I thought you said you're giving me signals to wait for you. literally none of that stuff was planned last week it ended up working out well but we just wanted to give the behind the scenes of what actually happened uh and just how i love that uh great julia she thought we were filming the whole time Mm -hmm. so she peed in the parking lot yeah that makes sense 
Yeah, Look, it's I, hilarious. I, I, I vaguely remember uh, her attacking Spider with a black dildo. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't looking. I know but, my full body yeah. was covered though. I had rubber gloves on. I had my whole face covered and my head covered. Yeah, that was good. Spider was in yeah. full PPE. Michael, it's it's weird that you're saying that like um, Spider didn't want to have no contact with. Um, Julie, but he was the first one to get up and run outside to go meet her <laughs> whenever the show was over. He was the first one out. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, where did he? I was like, where did Spider go? Why were the show? Because oh, yeah, he dressed like with he Julie. Was, <laughs> he was like part of the uh, CDC, and then runs outside <laughs> yeah. to Julie. Right, and then and then Clark even turned around. He's like, hey, where's Spider go? Yeah. Did he leave? I'm like, no, he's downstairs. <laughs> And I'm probably he's, he's had, hanging out with Julie. And I'm probably well no. Jaime, y'all both just walked by. Y'all got lucky. No, I was just getting it over with. And I was out <laughs> there for two minutes. And I was good to go. And Julie looked like a straight up hobo, like for real. Yeah. She I don't does. know what she was yeah. wearing. So I don't I don't I didn't see the black one. I got the pink one. And I was getting the <laughs> pink strap on into my ear and stuff. And I'm like, is this even clean? I said, What are it you doing walking be. around with it? Oh yeah. I'm very, I'm very big about that. I'm very big. What do you mean you're very big? I gotta make sure it's very clean. You're not even clean. Yeah, I don't say that. She doesn't even look clean. I said, I said, what does clean mean? Did you are these, are these brand new? Are these out of the package? And then she didn't answer. So who knows? I, so I went to go get uh, all sorts of tests this week just to make sure. <laughs> oh my! God. I felt more dirtier with her for you know the five ten minutes I was out yeah. there than I did for the hour and a half rolling down the hill in that mm-hmm. uh, needle infested <laughs> park shooting Patriot Pete too. Oh yeah, that park was more cleaner than what she was. Oh yeah, I would have ate anything off that ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you have the option to eat off of the park ground or off of Julie, the park. Right, wins we should do a Fear Factor themed show <laughs> where you have to eat sushi uh-huh. off a of naked Julie, Ugh. and we'll get Joe Rogan. He's in Austin now, so we'll just fly him up here real quick and uh, have him do the host the the Fear Factor event for charity, <laughs> <laughs> and everything is Julie related events. <laughs> all right, now you've got to. He's. Uh, yeah. I can't do a Joe Rogan, but he's all. All right, now. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta uh, stand within five feet. <laughs> you know how he gets all excited when he's yelling on Fear Factor and his voice goes up? Yeah. You gotta be in close yeah. proximity with Julie for 15 minutes. Now you gotta. Now, so there's potential of getting COVID. Now you gotta bathe in the same bathing water as Julie. Oh. Now you have to go and run through this parking lot, this pee infested parking lot, <laughs> while she chases you with a strap on. Oh, God. You have 30 seconds to escape. This, this might be a whole new thing. Yeah. You got to change clothes with Julie. <laughs> Put on her clothes. Y'all had to switch clothes. Yeah. If you lose the contest, you got to you got to lick one of the flip flops. <laughs> oh god. Not not even the side that faces the ground. It's the, the side facing her feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. People are like, "Can I please do the one that stepped all in this pee yeah. and sewage?" No, no. We have to do the one that her feet touch. <laughs> <laughs> or you cry <laughs> you know how they would do those little shakes on fear factor oh yeah you know how you'd always have to drink some like shake full of like maggots or whatever yeah we just take uh. one of her flip-flops and blend it into a shake <laughs> and you gotta drink a julie flip-flop shake uh. but julie's great though uh. i mean you can't the thing is you the thing is you can't make up you can't make this stuff up we can't like write this <laughs> this is all real stuff that actually happened that makes for great content we've been on julie for like 30 minutes yeah. probably the longest anyone's been on julie oh, oh, wow. uh, oh. she provides so much granted during this time she's even scarier than she normally would be because of the covid and all these diseases going around but uh when all this stuff goes away you know we'll definitely have to do something 
Uh, we'll bring her in studio at some mm-hmm. point. But we're not going to have her create her own hazmat, not a DIY hazmat no. suit in studio. Made of dildos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is why it's more important than ever that you vote yes. this election <laughs> year. <laughs> um, let's see. Did We're you, almost out of show. Did you but, see uh, who the new Cheaters host is? Yeah. In fact, I, that's actually one of the things I talked to her about. Because we talked about having maybe like bringing in Gomez, who's the detective on Cheaters, and uh, Peter, the the host. He's a rapper. Peter Guns. And, and Julie and having like a big Cheater show. Yeah. I gave her a couple of dates. I said, let me know if this works. But, you know, things go in one ear and out the other. Ooh. So who knows if that's actually going to happen. She's probably going to show up with the three of them in the middle of a show like they did uh, last week. Oh, my God. So we'll see what happens. Um, the Kami is it Comey? Comey or Comey? Comey. Comey, yeah. On Showtime, so we were talking right before Eric froze for the first time. Uh, <laughs> the Comey rule? Yeah, the Comey rule. That's it. That's actually really good. I actually really oh, enjoyed you it. Tried, uh, you watched it the first episode? Yeah, I watched it literally like right before the show well, started. Well, I didn't know it was an hour and a half long. I didn't either. That was that was too long, but it didn't feel too. No, long. No, it didn't feel long at all. Like I'm enjoying it as well. Is it a miniseries? So is it only going to be like three or four episodes? I have no idea. But I, I, I will say that you sound more like Barack Obama than the, the actor that was playing Barack Obama in the show. I thought that was Trevor Noah that was playing oh, Barack Obama because he kind of looks like Trevor Noah. No, I don't think that's him. But Trevor Noah does a great Obama impression. Oh, well, they should have him. Who's the, who's the main guy? Who's uh, Comey? Jeff, oh, Jeff um, Daniels? Yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's great in anything he's in. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, they're gonna, they haven't introduced Trump yet. But we saw the trailer the other day, and Trump literally looks like there's so much makeup on the guy playing Trump. Trump looks like a bad guy from Dick Tracy. <laughs> like you got, like you got flat top, you got Donald Trump, and then uh, it's it's ridiculous. Like it looks just like but, that. If you go pull, pull up the photos, it looks like he's an evil villain yeah, from the Dick Tracy. The guy's movie. profile. I mean, it was. Just, I'm like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Uh, the only thing I don't like the whole first episode. I don't have to give anything away. I know that uh, you know this. It's real. Uh, I mean, real you, life. You know what happens. Yeah, you know what happens. But the whole thing is like the whole build up to the first episode is basically the Hillary email uh, scandal is what gave Trump the presidency. Which I'll be honest with you, I know a lot of Trump support. We're from the South, uh, and I know a lot. I know a lot of Trump supporters, and not one of them. Like it's just fuel for the fire for their argument, but not one of them was swayed into voting for Trump because the emails came out. Nobody like these undecided. I don't really believe there's a things as undecided voters. Truthfully, I think everyone knows who they're going to vote for. It's just when you go and ask somebody. I worked with a lot of guys that uh, would tell me, "Oh, I'm going to vote for." The- I don't know who I'm going to vote for, but you know exactly who they're going to vote for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They know. They just don't want to get criticized or whatever. People know exactly who they're going to vote for. So the Hillary emails didn't sway anybody, but the whole thing is like. Because he did what he thought was right, that Trump became president. I there's too much weight on that, and there's too much weight on like the Russian stuff. Like again, uh, a, a Trump meme or a Hillary meme didn't sway the election that the Russians, you know, the Russians created these memes. It didn't sway the election. People were going to vote for who they wanted to vote for. They used those memes and things as their argument. Like, well, did you know that Hillary is part alien? You know, they used those <laughs> kind of as their argument, as as fuel for their argument, but it didn't sway anybody. So I think people putting are putting too much uh, weight on that, and that's what the kind of the whole show is, uh, or at least this first episode. So that I'm like, come on, come on, man. That's a Biden thing. I'm really working on my mm. Biden. Oh, this is what I was going to do, and we can put money down for this if you guys want to do it. Um, but I don't know that anyone would take this this bet really because 
if this election happened two months ago, I think Trump had it in the bag just because I feel like he had enough momentum. But I think his his whole thing fell apart in the last like eight weeks. So I think it's going to be very hard for him to. I mean, who knows? I didn't think he was going to win the presidency uh, four years ago. I went to sleep thinking it was Hillary Clinton because she was winning. And then I woke up, turned on CNN first thing in the morning. It was like at a 45th president, Donald Trump, you know, so. Uh, it could happen like that again. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's enough momentum behind Trump for it to happen. Anybody want to take a bet saying that it is going to be Trump? No, I'm in that same boat. Like even four years ago, there was, even though I figured Hillary would probably win in the back of my mind, I would, I, I was thinking there is a chance that Trump will win. At this point, I don't think there's a chance. He's like, I don't even have that little voice because I can do an impression of every single president since Bill Clinton. So I was a little nervous when Hillary was going to be uh, you know, possibly the president because I can't do a Hillary impression. Uh, yeah. Now we probably could yeah, because of the voice, the voice record <laughs> processor. Yeah. But, uh, you know, back then I wouldn't be able. So I was very nervous. And so I kind of and don't put this all on me, but I was kind of hoping Trump would win because I could always I could, I could already do a Trump impression. I've been doing Trump impressions since 2006. So now I'm getting ready to do my Biden impression. So how old is Biden? I don't know. Seventy seven. So if he goes two terms, he won't go. It's going to be, be you're, you're really voting for Camila or Kamala Harris. But God, I mean, he would be 85. Yeah. And he's Good already Lord. he's already starting to, you know, I don't, I don't know, show signs of aging. So I don't know. But you're really voting for I also don't like people that their name clearly is pronounced one thing, but they <laughs> pronounce it a different way. Like, I remember I went up to this lady one time. I said, hey, Deborah. And she goes, no, it's not Deborah. It's Deborah. So I don't like people like oh. that. But just because your parents spelled your name wrong, Kamala, doesn't mean that I should be punished for it. Okay? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who wins. At the, you know, it, no, I don't know. I don't even know how to end this. Uh, <laughs> we may be here next week. We may not be. The oh world gosh. may explode. Who knows? Uh, at the end of the day... What? Always look. Always up. look at the bright side. I'm trying to give somebody like encouragement, but I don't know. If there's. Any, I'm not even encouraged, so uh, I don't know. What to say. Always look up. That's where it always is. From the way that. Yeah. At the end of the day. Uh, keep looking out. Eat some crackers. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Boldly go. <laughs> Mocha Joe is that Bo- what you said? Boldly go. Boldly go. go. <laughs> like your t-shirt. Oh, boldly go. Oh yeah. <laughs> boldly, we should all boldly go to Canada. <laughs> Oh, this is a great uh, show. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it, it's like, how do you break the bad news that we may not be okay? You know what I mean? Like, how do you... Uh, See you next time, or not. <laughs> <laughs> Keep looking up, because that's where it all is. <laughs> this is MZ Now, online at mznow.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mznow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.